Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to NYP Entertainment Radio. Back up after holiday break. It's uh, live today. I'm Kyle, and I'm joined. Oh uh, my God! I don't think New Year's starting out right. And I'm joined today by my sister from another mister. Don't call her Nikki. She hit you with a two-piece quickie. All the way from Austin, great state, from the great state of Texas. Lord help us all. Give it up. For Nicole, I'll, I'll put the pause on because you know. <laughs> I, I, I must really love my cousin uh, Tony, who always requests like, "Hey, she's funny. I like her." So I, my cousin Tony, like, you know, he's born and raised in D.C., lives here in Philly, and he always, once in a while, whenever I talk to him, whatever, he's like, oh, "Yeah, she's funny. I like y'all. I like your dynamic." So, you know, I give him a side eye. Well, Tony has amazing taste. So, you know, Tony knows how to spot a film. He's nearsighted. Um, so. <laughs> he's nearsighted. You know We're going to make radio history. I'm breaking up with you. Done. You're no longer my, my brother from another mother. You tell Miss Joyce I love her. I don't love you. Goodbye. Bye. I hope they'll show without you. Anyway, I don't need you. you. I don't need you. I don't need you. No. Anyway. Yeah, she. So she's joining here, joining me on the new uh, new month, new year, and calling in live. We have a guest who's going to help break in the new year, the new decade, going towards our 10th year on the air. We have a, a phenomenal up-and-coming singer, great voice, great music. Uh, calling in live at 6 o'clock with NYP Entertainment Radio is Ray Joy. She's calling in and we'll talk about her new track, music, the whole nine. Excited. Ray Joy calling in live 6 o'clock here at the top of the hour, NYPA Entertainment Radio. Um, like I said, um, along with the new year, we have a new month. With a new month is a new playlist. So we have a brand new playlist. Um, you here today, and like I said, every month the playlist would change of different uh, music from all genres, past and present. Um, so that's always exciting. I like doing that. And there's a lot of new stuff here um, that never been played on this show before. That I'm excited to play and. 
So that's exciting. And remember, if you can't listen to the show live on Blog Talk Radio, you're more than welcome to go to these 11 other platforms. There's Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Castbox, Stitcher, shout out and say Amazon, hey, Alexa, I want to play NYPA, and she'll play it. Um, leave a review, five stars preferably. You know, I'm being biased. If you think the show deserves it, um, comment, share, appreciate it. Um, yeah. So, it's a new year. Do you have, Nicole, uh, or do you do New Year's resolutions? Um, years ago I used to, I don't really anymore uh, because I, I kind of feel like resolutions are kind of bogus because most people don't follow through with them. What I like to do, now, as you know, Kyle, I have four new years, um, and they're spaced throughout the year. One is my birthday because everybody's birthday is their solar return. So it's their new year. And then I have, uh, the one that everybody celebrates on the first of January, you know, New Year's Eve. And I have two others that are for different reasons. But instead of a resolution, what I do, I pick one thing that I want to work on or put my focus on for the next few months. So it's a short-term goal, but long-term return. So, for example, I, I used to swim a lot. And I had a couple of incidences where I almost drowned, you know, due to people, you know, just being silly or just not being safe. And so I Uh became kind of afraid of water when I was around other people. Uh Like if I was in a pool by myself, I could swim just fine. But when I would get around other people, I get freaked out. Uh So what Uh I did one year, I decided to sign myself up to go snorkeling Uh in the ocean because I go big or I go home because, as you know, that's Texas. Uh So. Oh, one of the girlfriends jumped out into the ocean uh, uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. and swam. And yes, I was freaked out. And yes, she was just like the look of fear on your face because I was just like, oh my God. And I was surrounded by people and there were like sharks and stingrays mm-hmm. around me. And everybody was like trying to pour one out for Steve and because of the, <laughs> the stingrays. But anyway, right. Um, right. I did it. I snorkeled, sw- literally swam with the shark, did the whole thing and got back on the little schooner yacht thing. And I tell you, the fear that I had of water, I was like, if I can be in the ocean and do that, what is a swimming pool going to do to me? And so then it helped me get back in the swimming pool and be around people. Now, I'm still working on it, but that initial, like, freeze-up fear is gone. I don't do resolutions, but I think of a goal in mind that's not necessarily a resolution, that it's like I I try to just give myself – a window in time and you know I mean it's sometimes, sometimes it's simple like meal prepping every you know Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday you know things like that and it doesn't it, it's not like you're a failure if you give up in the, in the first week or the second week it's just like something like to develop habits that's it so no I don't do resolutions but I do try to cre- add a good habit or add or work on something that's emotional or personal for me that's not mm. something that's on a time clock so to speak. Mm. 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 So I don't know what to call that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So bottom line, you just don't. She took us on a whole journey. So she don't. She don't do resolutions. I don't like resolutions. I don't. Like I said, it's funny. I had a conversation with you off air earlier this week. On weekend, crazy because of the New Year's, the middle of the week. 
every year. I've been faithfully going to the gym going on five years. And every year around this time, because you know the regular faces when you go. You know, you might not know my names, but you know, y'all know each other. Everybody knows each other no matter what. Like, you know who who comes, whatever. But every this time, every year, it's always a little extra crowded. A couple little new faces you normally don't see. A lot of people coming in and, and um, I guess, you uh, registering or whatever, getting tours of the gym and stuff, and you're just like, well, how much you want? Let's, let's see how dedicated you really are past the month of January. So everybody, yeah, I'm going there. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this and this. And I'm then, you know, next thing you know, you store muscles. You're on the floor looking up at the light. And you're just like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going back. I got, I got laundry. I got, I got laundry to do. I got errands to run. And then they, you know, they just stop. Um, but I think in terms of resolutions, I believe that, I don't know, listen, the goal for everyone should just still be alive for the next year. <laughs> be, be healthy, keep your health, and be alive for the next year. Um, and make that money, too. So there you go. Great health, excellent wealth, and there you go. That should be everyone's goal every year, hands down, bottom line. Right there. You tell health me what wealth. to do. Wealth and health. <laughs> I'm ignoring you live on the air for you to have a little uh, Tourette when you like to scream out for no reason. And no one's telling her what to do. She just like to scream at me. So that's just normal. Well, you said um, everyone should do, and I just was telling you people make their own choices. So there. You know what? Then you're right. You need to yell at me because, yeah, you need to do that. Great health and wealth. Can't beat that, everyone. Do as I say if you can hear my voice. Great health, great wealth. Focus on that, and I guarantee you, you'll be happy come 20 year 21. Why? Because you're healthy and you got money. There you go. You things make the world go round. Health and wealth. Wealth and health. There you go. All right. I'm talking to you, too. I'm looking at you right now, talking to you. Look, man, you what can't the? be on two sides of the argument. Either spotlight is on you and you say what you say and I sit here quietly like a good co-host or I jump in and I say what I want to say. So you can't get on me when I don't say anything and I listen to you and I give you the respect and then you want to say something when I don't listen to you and give you respect. Pick one or the other, okay? All right. It sounded like, it sounded like dead air. It just sounded like dead air. It was just like quiet. Like I get a mm-hmm or go ahead, child or something. You just, just it, dead air. So people thinking like, wow, is there something wrong with my sound, my volume? I can't hear it someone was, talking. It was a split second. You better calm yourself. It was longer. That's, that's what it's you longer than a split second. <sighs> <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> since you're the visitor visiting, what do you want to get into? Well, it's funny you mention that. So I we didn't talk about this, so I don't know if you read this or saw this or. But did you hear that they're going to do a backdoor pilot for Green Arrow and the Canaries? What kind of, really? 
Yeah, so they're going to do a, really? back, a backdoor pilot spinoff. And uh, the backdoor pilot is going to be, I believe, the final episode of the current. You cut out. And it also has uh, Arrowverse is the DC universe on TV, which also has the Flash and Legends and uh, Black Lightning and Supergirl and all that other stuff. So anyway, um, the original Arrow series is, is ending as of this year. Like, this is the final series finale. But they're going to pick up, uh, do a spinoff with his daughter and his son, and it's going to be set in 2040. So I, the, I the debut – I'm sorry, go ahead. I knew they were going to do it. I had the so, strangest feeling. I had – well, they. I felt like they were going to do it as well because they just were really putting – the kids and that 2040 storyline in so many episodes where like it was a little bit more than just, Oh, let's just see what happens in the future in 20 years. But um, they said that it's supposed to debut on the 21st of this month. So um, it's going to be where Mia Oliver Queen, the original green arrow, his daughter Mia is going to be the new green arrow. And it looks like her half brother, is going to be the new Felicity and um, and uh, Laurel Lamp and uh, Dinah are going to be the Canaries in the future, just like in the 2040 mm-hmm. show. And then they're going to have, mm-hmm. so the question is, is um, the Black Canary that is uh, the daughter of um, a wild dog, if she's going to be alive or if they're going to set rights or reset the world after the end of the Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, crossover event, if it's going to, like, make a Star City into a less dystopian universe or, you know, so there's a lot of questions that we have about that. But I didn't know if you had heard about that, if you had read about it, because we didn't talk about it, and mm. we usually talk about these types of things. So I thought you'd be kind of excited to hear about that if, if you hadn't heard already. I am and I'm not because the character kind of annoys me, Mia and her brother. They kind of annoy oh. me a little bit. And spinoff, a little touchy, but I kind of sensed it. I did, it's just how they kind of center around certain things, certain episodes, whatever kind of sense. They're like, all right, they're going to they're gonna have their own show. I just had a vibe. Like, that's what they're going to do. Um, hopefully... The spinoff is good. I'll, like Whenever they decide it and whenever they decide to air it and so forth, I'll definitely look into it, obviously, because I'm a fan of like Marvel and DC and all that stuff. So I'll definitely like just chime in just to see how it goes um, and what pretty much what's the end game to that. Because usually they'll probably pretty much tell you in the beginning what the end game possibly could be or what it's going to lead into. So, um, yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out for sure because I think Arrow – Series finale ends in this month. I think the 28th. It ends the 28th, which is a Tuesday. So it ends at the end of this month. I think the uh, crisis is before that, but the actual series itself is the 28th. Uh, yeah. Right. That's why so. I was saying that the that that their backdoor pilot is the 21st. So that should be at the time that the crisis is wrapping up. And so that's where the question is, how, how are they going to reset everything and everybody's alive and 
some of the events that happen in the future don't happen, you know, that kind of thing, mm. so that they can have the full cast, the 2040 cast, or if people are, people mm. stay dead. So that was something that I was like, hmm, that could be, you know, because the question was, you and I, when we spoke off air, was, well, the Arrow Arrow is the flagship show, and the, all of the shows are called the Arrowverse. So then we were like, well, if the Arrow goes away, like, is it going to be the Arrowverse? Is it going to be the Flashverse? So I guess with them uh-huh. doing the new Green Arrow, it can stay the Arrowverse since that was the original show, and now this is the spiritual and literal title of that show. Anyway. All right. Well, speaking of spinoffs, as a segue, there's, I guess you can say it's a bit of a spinoff. So they're doing a Mrs. Doubtfire. Broadway show. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire, you're not familiar. Um, it was made in 1993, Robin Williams and Sally Field, uh, which was one of my favorite movies. It was, it was like way ahead of its time. It was awesome. Um, so, Mrs. Doubtfire will head to the Great White Way this spring, become the latest movie turned Broadway show. The adaptation of the 93 movie starring Robert, uh, the aforementioned Robin Williams and Sally Field has already been a smash hit in Seattle, reportedly bringing in more than $4.7 million over just 42 performances. Uh, Rob McClure, Beetlejuice, and Something Rotten will lead the cast as Daniel Hillard, um, an actor who creates a female alter ego to pose as his children's nanny in order to spend time with them after losing custody in a divorce. Uh, Jen Gambettizi of School of Rock and Tarzan fame will star opposite of McClure as uh, Miranda Hillard, Daniel's ex-wife. The rest of the cast will include Mark Evans, um, who will put a Broadway spin on Pierce Brosnan's character, Stuart Dunmayer, Miranda's new beau. As for the Hillard kids, it's Annalise Scarpese, uh, Children of Christmas Story, um, the musical, We'll play Lydia, Lydia, which is the oldest. Jack Lyon will play Jack Lyon Flynn will play Christopher, and Avery Sell will portray Natalie. Um, I'm, I, you know, it, you I gotta know. stop right there. I gotta stop right there for a second. Mm-hmm. Okay, you smell the roses too long. Speed up. <laughs> I'm taking longer because she's being an asshole right now, folks. <laughs> so I will, I would, I will purposely end this hour, quarterly hour, or I will take the ratings a little bit more because I'm gonna stay quiet. Uh, she's just being disrespectful, trying to get my thoughts together on what I wanted to say. And now I will Look, be seeing why, why not just talk while you, while you collect your thoughts, Mr. Take Your Time? This is not church. This is, I not, take your time, this is not church. <laughs> <laughs> I need that. I need someone. You know how the pastor get ready to talk? You know why I want to say, take your time. And I come down to my English. Throw it down. Um, I was saying, like, stuff like this should not be touched. At all, and Mrs. Alfar is not a musical. It wasn't familiar with the movie. It's not a musical. Leave it alone. Don't make it a TV show. Don't make it a Broadway play. Leave the classic a classic. No one can touch Robin Williams in that role. 
don't get touched tightly. Treat it like it's a classic, standalone classic. Leave it alone. Doesn't need to be touched. Come up with something better. <clears throat> excuse me, for a musical or a Broadway play. Even there's a lot of great writers <clears throat> like myself and others who have original ideas, but they want to keep rehashing the things of over and over again. And it's just not, it's not a musical. never meant to be a musical. The only thing is there's musical in there when he was doing Dude is Like a Lady. That's it. And then when he was singing with his brother and his brother's boyfriend was putting makeup on her, matchmaker, matchmaker, that whole thing. That's it. There's like two musical things in there. There's no need to add songs and shit and none of that stuff. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Classics should remain classics. That's like you collect memorabilia, right? It's like getting that, you're a big Star Wars nerd. It's like getting that pristine, shut up. It's like getting that pristine Darth Vader, right, you know, and they'll give it to you, but yet he's not all black. He's not all black. He's, he's like silver, and he's doing something different. That's, not, that's, not, that's not dark. It's not dark. It's not cool. It's like, leave it alone. Oh, well, no, we're going to do it and put a spit on it. Huh? No, I said that's Phasma if it was silver. Anyway, Captain Phasma. But if it was silver, it, that yeah. wouldn't have been Darth Vader. Oh, anyway. Oh, 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 okay, 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 okay. My point is, leave the classics alone. That's my point. Good Lord. Leave the classics alone. I long. agree. <laughs> Are you done, Pastor? Yeah, Are you done? <laughs> leave the classics right, alone. Please. Can you let the can you can you can you let the congregation say amen with you or are you just gonna keep talking? <laughs> I have empty <spoken>. ways. <laughs> I agree with you that there are a lot of rehashes that I think are very unnecessary. Um, I'm sure the studios because if anybody who follows everything that's going on with the digital world, with cable, with networks, as you know, with the newer generation, especially with millennials and what is it, Gen Z uh, now, the what's happening is that a lot of people are moving away from the big networks or moving away from cable or moving away from things. They're just doing streaming and buying individual um, either shows, channels, and things like that. So I think what the networks are doing, they're trying to hedge their bets because to – exhibit or show a new intellectual property uh while we would we want that and that would probably pull us back in um they're trying to go for stuff that they know made the money 20 years or 30 years ago and what's so ridiculous about it is half the time the reboots that they're doing there's no connection with the current generation with those shows like some of that stuff is stuff that when we were kids we remember, so we have some nostalgia to it, but like to make the money that they're hoping it makes, you got to get everybody involved. And that just hasn't been happening with all these remakes. Like, did you see, like, for example, even though they did a reboot in the early 2000s, um, the Charlie's Angels reboot, the second one or the third one, which how yeah, what you count it, that did the one that just bombed, the one that just happened, yeah, the one that just happened, yeah, the one that uh, bombed in the office, my, my office, yeah. 
Right. So, because even the ones before, while they were mildly successful and everything, even they were kind of cheesy and badly written. Even though I enjoyed it at the time, I watched it because I love Charlie's Angels, but that didn't do so well. Now they're doing that Jumanji thing again, and it was okay, but this one is like, eh. You know, I, I just I just feel like there's a lot of other franchises and things that they're doing the same thing with, and they're just doing slight tweaks, hoping to get the newest, latest generation, like, engaged. But the thing is, is that it's changed. I mean, if you look at a movie, let's say, like a classic, let's say like a Hitchcock classic or like uh, Vertigo or North by Northwest or whatever, if you look at those, they have, you know, like all – stories the beginning middle and end and you know the crescendo and then the the end the final the denouement so anyway with all those things that happen there is slower pacing nowadays people are so used to watching a tiktok video that if you watch a video i've even noticed myself with my attention span going getting shorter after watching so many like quick 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 like i'll watch a let's say a youtube video that's like more than 15 minutes and i'm like oh my god you know where i'm like fast forward and I'm like get to my point just because we're in a society right. now where everything is like quick 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 and I just don't really right. see a lot of these things that they're trying to reboot that people are either going to be interested in or they're going to have to alter it so much to make it for this mm. short attention span like time that we're living in that I don't even think it will be as good so just do something new just do something new so I agree yeah, with that pretty much it, it's it's <laughs> It's about reading down with you at the end of the day and then just being different and um I don't know, I call it lazy creativity, lazy writing. Oh um I I'll I'll give a quick example before we go to first music break. Um I'm a f I'm a fan of the show Power, right? And is uh-huh. is gonna premiere the final final five episodes tonight, final five of the series. And the last time the last episode aired end of like November or some stuff, and the character they did like they doing like a who shot Jr. If you're not familiar, Google it. Dollars back in the 80s, so they shot the main character of, of Ghost. There's like five, well, like five people or suspects. Now they, you know, and, and they shot him in the back and whatever. Now mind you, there's five episodes left, and it is. It, and my point is. I think that is uh, a lazy writing. That type of situation of who shot the, the main character should have been like in season two, season three, not the last five episodes of the series. That's kind of corny to me. So I'm not too intrigued and interested and in a hurry to watch it to play the blame game of who or who done it type game because it's like that's not how the series should end. The series should end a little bit differently. They was on the right path of doing it. But the dude, like, okay, who shot him? And I didn't do it. I didn't do it. All y'all got to hold, all y'all hold a grudge. Which one of y'all did it? And I was like, nah, that's more of a season two, season three type thing. You know what I mean? Where you can kind of end the season two and start season three, uh, finding out who did and keep going from there. Again, I, I find it lazy writing. It's just y'all could have came up with something a little bit more creative. Um, it's just stuff like that that kind of nitpick. I nitpick at because it's like, you see the potential, and you know people can do better. That's just my opinion. But we'll find out. I'll find out. I'm a fan of power, and I'll find out the next five weeks what the situation is, and hopefully it is better than what I think it's going to be. Because right now, a who mm-hmm. done it for a series finale, I'm not feeling it. It's, it's just, the writing could be a lot better. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just 
can you I, don't need that attitude. Can I, can I just uh-huh. say, okay, so <laughs> um, speaking of, just I have, just real quick, speaking of uh, black characters, this is not me getting on my soapbox, but it's kind of, I'm doing like a half step. So um, back like a couple months ago, uh, what was it, House of X, uh, Dawn of X. So they brought back like the the uh, the new the Marvel characters and they have Storm and in the comics they make Storm look like she's almost white well not even almost she's white mm. and so a bunch of people mm. were like look hey I don't know there's no lighting in the world that would make a dark skinned person uh look like she's white <laughs> like there's no nothing in the world. You know, and that's been a, a thing that's been going on for a long time with, like, getting skin tones of brown and black people correct in comics. As much as I love them, it's just, it's uh, it's really, like, so I was reading from an article that says, um, looking at the responses, it seems people didn't even recognize the character as Storm because it looks more like Felicia Hardy joined the X-Men than a realistic depiction of Storm. Like, that's how white she looks. <laughs> um, and so... The whole thing is that they're like, oh no, no, this is just how she is. You know, this is this is just, you know, it wasn't it wasn't done intentionally. But literally, the storm that they have in there is pink. Mm. Like I don't, and she doesn't have like nary a black feature. <laughs> I mean, like from oh, some angles, they make her look a little more black, and then other angles, she's just straight up like a white girl. So I. And the thing is, this takes me into just give me two more, two more seconds. Takes me into the big controversy about a lot of shows or newer or newer uh, shows or new subject matter where maybe they adapted a show from a book or a video game, and the directors mm-hmm. or the, the the story or showrunners uh, mix up the races of the cast. And so a lot mm-hmm. of people have like it's about that where if it's like an all white show. And then they have other, like, the, the, the stories, like, maybe in Europe, such as The Witcher. And then they have, like, in the show on Netflix, there's a bunch of different races of people in there. And so a lot of people were up mm. in arms about that because they changed the race of, like, two characters in particular. Um, and everyone's up in arms about that and about how they need to be white. And, uh, and on one hand, I get it. Uh, because for, generate, for for years, Hollywood... The thing is, since it's set in Poland, okay, I get it. It's going to be all white people. So I don't really have an issue with that. But the flip side <laughs> right, of it right. is that in Hollywood, stories that are meant to be other people of color, like Native American, Black, Asian, you know, a Latino, they end up putting a white character in, and sometimes they'll, like, just do their makeup differently. And they're like, look, here's a person from this culture so it's been happening for years. So I feel like with a handful of shows that they've changed a couple of races here and there, it's not that big a deal. But mm-hmm. in the case of Storm, she is literally African from Kenya. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense yeah. to make her white when literally her entire inception. And she's one of the few black superheroes that they're going right. to make her not not even not even just, just black, like a light, light skin did it. <laughs> but they're gonna make her a white girl, <laughs> and she's right. she's storm. I mean, like, I mean, she was married to Black Panther, and let's be real, Black Panther 
like the comics, he is not marrying the white chick. He's like Africa for Africa. Mm. He's like I'm black and I'm black and I'm black. So it doesn't even make any sense that they're doing this. That's the, that's like one of the few characters that I'm just like we already have so few superhero characters mm. who are black, and then. Mm-hmm. like black dark skin black that show the beauty of all of the different shades and then you're gonna first issue out of a great comic it's good it's a good comic and it's worth a read dawn of x but why would you make her white why would you make her look like she's spider-man's girlfriend from the first edition of spider-man like i don't i don't get it right. That's, so, that was, <laughs> so that was a half step on my box i stepped back down come off come off uh, okay, okay, okay. With that being said, we're going to play some music. We'll come back. We've got some more stuff to get into. And I remember at the top of the hour, we have Ray Joy calling in live here in YPA Entertainment Radio. New year, new month, new playlist. We'll be right back.
my check. Put some respect on my check. Or pay me in equity. Pay me in equity. Watch me reverse out of dick. He got a bad bitch, bad bitch. We live in lavish, lavish. I got expensive fabric. I got expensive habits. He wanna go with me. He likes to roll away. He wanna be with me. He wanna give me that vitamin D. Take a top shift, call my girls and put them all on a spaceship. Hang one night when y'all say I'll make you famous. Hey, you ever seen a stage going ape shit? Watch it like kangaroos. Tell these clowns we ain't amused. Man, the clips for that monkey business. Four, five, got changed for you. Motorcades when we came through. Presidential with the planes too. When better get you with the residential. Undefeated with the cane too. I said no to the Super Bowl. You need me, I don't need you. Every night we in the end zone. Tell the NFL we in stadiums too. Last night was a fucking zoo. Stay diving in a pool of people. Ran through Liverpool like a fucking beetle. Smoke gorilla glue like it's fucking legal. Tell the Grammys, fuck that O for A shit. Have you ever seen a crowd going ape shit?
Welcome back to NYPA Entertainment Radio Live here on Blog Talk. Thank you for joining us live. Um, again, new month, new playlist, new year. Uh, I like that song. Actually, I feel like the video is kind of funny. Have you ever seen the video? Uh, Nick Carter. Um, very uh, unique. A little abstract. And she would really be dancing, going ape shit. It's kind of cool song. Um but uh, like I said, new month, new playlist, uh, artists that have never been played on this show before um, are on this playlist, and some you have heard, but not not just that particular song. So definitely, definitely a good times. Um, also coming up um, at the top of the hour, we have Ray Joy calling in live here at NYPA Team Radio. Um, and remember, if you can't catch this show live, you go to Archives and Blog Talk. If you don't want to mess with Blog Talk, you can go to Anchor, you go to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Castbox, Stitcher, Amazon Alexa. Say, hey, Alexa, I want to hear NYPA and Tim Radio. Poof, will come on. Um, please subscribe. Um, if you think the show deserves it, five-star review. You know, I think we deserve it because it's the best show. Long, I, I believe the longest running consistent uh, podcast going today. Uh, but that's just me. But I dispute anyone who says it. Yeah. Right. Anywho, moving on. <laughs> Shut up, Nicole. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Staying in the world of wonderful music. Uh, I came across this article um, about uh, Adele, who I'm a fan of Adele. I think she's fucking phenomenal. She's pretty as hell. She's got a great voice. Like She's a total package of an entertainer. Adele is the latest Hollywood starlet to be subjected to harsh body shaming on social media, but this time all the fuss is about her being possibly too skinny. The Rolling, the Rolling and Deep singer has dropped a few pounds as of late, but sparked concern of her weight loss going too far in new photos from Ag- Agnugilla. Adele was photographed hanging out on the beach in a navy polka-dotted sundress during her recent vacation, which included celebrity pals Harry Styles and James Corden. Um, though, the, though she appeared to be having the time of her life goofing around in the ocean with a cocktail, the Twitterverse was quick to start making judgments about her body. One user posted a zoom-in shot of Adele graciously posing with a couple of young fans at the beach, pointing out her shrinking frame. Wait, quote, wait, Adele looks, looks way too skinny here, she wrote. Should we get worried? Another follow echoed the concerns sentiment, replying, someone feed her, please. She looks so skinny, not really that healthy. We should be worrying about her, OMG. But a ton of fans clapped back in Adele's defense and, sh- and shaded the haters for focusing so much on the uber-talented artist's weight in the first place. Quote, can we just stop talking about Adele's weight once before the rope. Appreciate her for her music and only her music, not her image or weight or anything else. Another chimed in, quote, Adele isn't defined by her weight. She can be fat, medium, skinny, or athletic and still be herself. Stop trying to define people by their weight. Truthfully, Adele started to get serious about her health after splitting with ex-husband Simon Konecki, with whom she shares seven-year-old son Angelo in April of last year. Adele, who recently been linked to music producer Jonathan Hay, started to work out constantly 
consistently, excuse me, consistently with personal trainer, personal training sessions, um, and has been a changed woman ever since. Quote, she wants to stay healthy for her son's sake, and an insider said, and though it's been challenging for her to keep a new workout routine, she's sticking with it. She has taken a more serious interest in improving herself and is actually having a great time. What do you think? Well, I feel like, see, this is the thing. I have a slightly different perspective as a woman because just traditionally we get judged on everything. Even if it's something that we do that a man does, it's like, oh, she's trying too hard or she's doing this or she's doing that. Now, like if you see a guy who was once heavy and he lost a bunch of weight, they'd be like, wow, good go, good looking out, great, you know. It'd be positive. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, mm-hmm. she got a little bit, like, I think there's a thing about, and I've seen this before with friends of mine who've had, like, uh, gastric-type surgeries for weight loss, and they've all done different mm-hmm. types. One thing is that mm-hmm. people get comfortable seeing you a particular way, mm-hmm. and then when you mm-hmm. change that dynamic, I've seen mm-hmm. relationships fall apart. I mean, one former friend of mine ends up imploding her whole marriage because in her words, she got fine and she could do better and just mm. lost all her mind. And others who are really doing it just for their health, for them to feel better, but people get so comfortable seeing you a particular way. And sometimes it's, it's, um, it's like it's, there's negative effects. Not to say that their weight loss mm. should change how people react or relate to you, but that's just how people are, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like people got so comfortable with Adele being, like, the big girl who could sing. You know, she's got pretty face, mm-hmm. but she's a big girl who could sing, and, and they were good with that. Mm-hmm. And and now that mm-hmm. she had mentioned several years ago, like, right after she had her son, that she was just like, I am really out of shape, and I need to get my health together because I want to be around for my kids. So mm-hmm. her weight loss journey has been for, like, at least five years. So it's not overnight mm-hmm. that she just all of a sudden lost weight. She has been working out and losing weight. I just think that now that she's really dialing in on whatever it is she's doing or working with trainers or doing whatever, now she is super thin. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I don't think she looks bad. I just think that we're so used to seeing her being more right. voluptuous that I think it's bothering people because they were comfortable with their idea of her. But the thing is, if she stays this way for the next few years, then people will get used mm-hmm. to her being thin and felt and running around on beaches in a bikini. You know, I, I mean, mm-hmm. like, I, I mean, because think about it. If you're going to be in Anguilla, who wants to be, like, I, I'm just saying, like, as somebody who has at a couple of times in my life dealt with a weight fluctuation due to, like, health or whatever, medications and stuff, it's just like the last thing you want to do when you go on a vacation or do something, you want to feel comfortable. And not that you shouldn't feel comfortable if you're bigger, but you want to feel comfortable. And the fact that she's been working four years on her weight and then she, like, appears on a beach and she's kind of showing off a little bit of her new curves, like, let her live. Let her live. Because if she went the other way and, like, blew up, if she was skinny and blew up, they would tear her apart just like they do with, like, models and actresses and all this other type of stuff. They don't do it so much with men as they do with women, and I think that that's a part of it. But, you know, I mean, only her and her doctor know if she's healthy or not. Just because she's she's 
uh, thin right now, it doesn't mean that she's unhealthy. You know, if she's been working with people and has the money to work with people, why wouldn't she get even leaner? What's interesting is two factors. It's the fact that people will go out their way because they're bored and have no life to judge someone else. Yeah. Who cares if she dropped weight? I don't care. It doesn't affect me. If that's what she wants to do, I don't care if she wants to win the game weight. That's their life. If that's what they want to do, then so be it. And I, and I disagree with you on that one. If a man do drop weight drastically and it's not like an atoned buff way, then they will, they will say, well, something's wrong with it. Oh, he got something going on. He just got too skinny. He got too bony. Because there's a difference. Because if a guy drops weight and he's toned and buff, oh, okay, oh, he's in shape more, especially if he's an actor or something. Oh, he's in shape. But if he just drops it and he just looks frail or he looks real skinny, because you at least you see him healthy like a Luther or an Oprah, then he'll be like, oh, something wrong with him. Oh, it's like, you know, rumor mills. Like, oh, yeah, there's something wrong with him. If you drop a dramatic amount of weight and then you are just like skin and bones, yes, people will ask questions. But the photos that I've seen of her, she doesn't look like skin and bones. She just no. thin. That's it. She doesn't look like she's, she's wasting she's still away. Still attractive. I, it doesn't matter. I take her either way. She's still. I wouldn't kick her out of bed. She, she's fine. I think I she's beautiful. Very, very I think she's beautiful either way. She's fine. She can send me to sleep any night. I don't care. She's fine. So I take her as is or whatever. Meet on, meet off. Keep the voice because she got a wonderful voice. Um, but it's just the, the internet trolls that just like, oh my gosh, somebody should be concerned. Get get out your grandma's basement and get a life. There's sunshine and flowers outside. Go walk around and just be human. Just be an adult. And just leave people alone. Like she's living her best life. She ain't worrying about you. She apparently she's not sick, and she's smiling and frolicking on the beach. So she's nothing wrong with her. She's fine. And like you said, it makes sense. We're so used to seeing people a certain way, a certain image. Um, the same way if someone we know seen someone that's very thin, gained so much weight. Oh my God. Oh, they must be depressed. Oh, they just oh something wrong. No, nah, maybe he want to put on weight. Maybe he need to put on. Who knows? To, to, to each their own. Um, but it's it just I'm more so just not shocked, but it's, it's that damn social media, man. It's the damn Twitter and all that stuff is like it's just it's the um it's the easiest way to be a bully or be an asshole towards someone because they because you're you're this keyboard you. But you ain't going to say it to their face. You ain't going to say it after. You can say it from afar, tucked away from the sensitive ears of the world, in your grandma's basement in a corner under a blanket, eating strudel and drinking milk with a flashlight. It just, just pulls okay, you in talking about people. specific. Please. So you sit around with a flashlight, a strudel, drinking milk. You got I was actually talking about, about you. you. I was actually talking about you, but... <laughs> Cause you bake, like you bake strudel and stuff, and you always real deep into this imaginary person. I, you know, I've known you for a long time. I didn't want to tell you, uh, you know, you bake strudel. You know, I'm just saying. I'm saying. I'm 
trying not to point the finger at you. They, you know, uh, uh, we know how you yeah. are. Yeah. We know how you. No, I mean, uh, like I'm I, just. <laughs> like I said, I'm, the thing is, I think she, I think, I think she looks fine. She's just a, that in all the years from night from. Like I said, it, for the last five years, she has been working out and losing weight. Now, after she had her son, she got really big, which is what happens a lot of times when, when it, you know, carrying a baby is so much stress on your body. You risk your life every time you are pregnant, even more so as black women statistically in the medical. I mean, there's been stuff nationally reported about this, so this is nothing new. But the thing is, it's so much stress on your body. Now, some women bounce back, quote-unquote, and it doesn't look like anything. And some of those bounce backs, especially celebrities, is a surgeon. <laughs> I mean, and then, mm-hmm. but with her, she was she was very open about it. She was like, I got really scared, you know, because I got even bigger than what I'm used to. And then she lost mm-hmm. the baby weight, but she was still, mm-hmm. you know, a full-size, plus-size woman. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, well, now I'm working mm-hmm. to make sure I'm around for my kids. And so then she dropped, like, another, like, 40 pounds or something like that. And she looked great. She was still, like, very full-figured and voluptuous, but she was clearly, like, on the the healthier, quote-unquote, end of that spectrum. But the thing is, mm-hmm. if she's just been quietly working and losing that weight a little by little by little by little, you know, we don't know because she hasn't really been in the spotlight because she's been, you know, recording a new album and spending time with her kids. And she's going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. Went through a divorce. So there's a whole mm-hmm. lot of reasons that we haven't seen her. So for all we know, she she could have been this size for the last like year, year and a half. You know, I mean, because she's just not putting herself out there in the public spotlight. But she has yeah. talked about the fact that she is on a healthier journey and changing habits and doing stuff because she just wants to be around. And then she had that health care where she had the surgery on her throat you know, on her vocal cords and stuff. So for all we know, her doctor could have been like, look, you'll have more longevity if you do this, this, and this. Or we don't know what personal thing happened that she was like, all right, I'm not sitting around anymore. I'm losing this weight. So for all we know, it could be done in a totally healthy manner, and she could have been this way for a long time. It's just that because she was out on a beach with two other well-known celebrities and people want to gossip, that's why they're like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? So I think it's more that because I know. I've seen a few other photos of her at other galas and and she was thin like recently. So it's like that's just how she you know that's just how she looks right now. Like let her live. Uh, yeah, yeah, let her live. Listen, yeah, exactly. Let her do what she do. Let her be herself, and everybody else mind your business and enjoy. Just like the person said, let's enjoy her music and her talent. Let's not worry about. Get hung up on what she looks like and so forth and so on. That's just ridiculous. Anyway, moving on. Oh, I believe. Let me just say this really quick. What? All she lost was, was like 20, 25 pounds, which is a lot. But I've lost 25 pounds before, and people acted like, like all of a sudden I, I transformed, transformed from a demon to a butterfly. And it's like I'm still wearing almost the same clothes I had before. So I, she, it's not like she dropped like 60 pounds. It was 20 pounds. Like, that's. That's a good amount of weight, but it's not like, oh, my God, she has an eating disorder. I'm just, just saying, but moving on. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying, we do have a guest. Calling on the air, NYPA Entertainment Radio. 
Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Hello. What's going on? Hello. Joy? How, how are, are you? you? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I'm excited. I'm glad that you that you're here. Um, we get to talk music and about yourself and your projects and everything. So uh, we both appreciate you taking the time out for uh, calling into the show. Of course, of course. I appreciate you for having me. No problem. All right, so let's start from the beginning. Let tell everyone about yourself. How did you get into, into music and your influences and and everything like that? Well, um, I have I come from a family of some singers on my dad's side specifically. Um, so just a long line of musicians and singers. And so always, 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 always had a passion for singing since literally I can remember. Um, I didn't get serious about it until about 2016 um, after I had graduated from college. Um, I began to take it a little bit more seriously. I didn't start recording until uh, like 2018. So Mm -hmm. this is my very first project that I've ever done in my life. (laughs) So um, that is awesome. That's really awesome. You know, that's one thing that I think is really cool that you just said, and you might not even realize that that may spark other people is that you went and you, you know, you did, like, you went to school and you did the things that everybody tells you this is what you have to do, but you also give, gave into your creative side and pursued that. So it's like, it's not like you can have, you, you only can have one and not the other. So I really appreciate that you mentioned it, that you, even though you are from an, a very creative artistic family, you like you know, did the thing and then you went back to the thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I think um when I graduated from high school I had a conversation with my cousin. He used to be um he used to be M C Hammer's uh manager and uh you know, oh. I was calling him like, I wanna be I wanna be a singer, I wanna be a singer, I wanna be a singer He's like, Nah, I need you to graduate from college first. I need you to get a degree because this ain't the this just, uh, he's he's a lot older than me, so he's like, you know, this not this isn't my time where you could be down at the bar singing and then your record deal is out. It's now you get a degree, get something to fall back on, and just be kind of be smart about it. And so that's when I decided, you know, I wouldn't pursue anything until I at least obtained one degree. And so <laughs> that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, wow, that's that's rare that you hear that. Um, <laughs> most artists they just go out and do it. You was like, you know what, let me education first, let me get the knowledge and everything. So, and he schooled you like, it's business. It's more so, you know, business is bigger than the word show. So, at least, you know, exactly. you, you go you go in it with your brains knowing like, all right, I'm talented, but we keep your eye on your money. So, I um, know what's going exactly. on in the contract and everything. <laughs> especially in um, this I mean, it's just like, you know, because he's right. It's like now they they used to be where they're like, oh, they discovered me singing on a street corner or at a party or, you know, or they saw me at this. And then that was the end of it. But nowadays, mm-hmm. a lot of companies want you to show that you're a self-starter, that you can complete things and that you already have a lot of things going before they even invest in you. And it's very different than even 15 years ago or 
30 years ago. And so it's, it's good that you've got all of those tools in your tool belt while you are also pursuing your artistic dreams. Yes, 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 I agree. So when did you uh, when did you get into I'm sorry, Kyle, let me uh so no, go ahead, go ahead. when you were working on these songs, like in and your lyrics, are you a writer or a poet and you came into singing or were you more of a singer and then you started writing later? How did that progression happen for you? Um, I spent a lot of time just writing. I I still have my writing from middle school up until now. So I have over uh, 10, 10 plus years of writing just stored. So it definitely started mm-hmm. with just writing poetry. I would freelance write. It wouldn't necessarily have to be poetry, but I just started to write, 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 write. Mm-hmm. And then I became to sing, um, wanting to sing shortly I always wanted to sing, but I just didn't know I could put the two together. And so that's when I just was like, oh, okay, I can actually sing what I'm writing. And that's when I went from there. Right. Okay. Hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. So, like, who would be, like, artists in the industry that you kind of uh, admire and would like to work with? I have my old school and my new schools. Um, my old school, of course, would be uh, Tony Braxton. That's my all-time mm-hmm. favorite artist of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I used to follow, I mean, my, my biggest guy rest of soul is Whitney Houston. That was, my, I think, one of my biggest idols ever. And But, of course, Tony Braxton, mm-hmm. that's my fave. And new new school Someone that um, I've literally been following since Sweet 16 is Tiana Taylor. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. admire that girl with my whole being. <laughs> Everything about me mm-hmm. is like, love her. She's amazing. <laughs> she really is. She really is. And it's interesting that you said you're old school and new school because I was listening to uh, the track. And that is what I mentioned to Kyle. I said that I can hear the split. Like, one is. Um, like that feel good, that 80s sound, um, and then it jumps to like what I'd say like the jams from the 90s, early aughts, and then I heard I heard like a new, uh, the new uh, current kind of uh, feel of music in the three right. um, songs that we listened to, and so I was like, I, I accepted him right before we got on the show, uh, like how I could actually hear those influences, so I mean, it speaks well. You actually, <laughs> that was what I got from your <laughs> music, so. For sure, yeah. That's, that's awesome. Piana Taylor such a, she's so well-versed in, like, literally everything, dancing, fashion, mm-hmm. singing. I just, that's my aspiration right there, to just execute all three things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. That's all. So, so what was your tell us about, to- oh, no, you're right, Nicole. Oh, Ladies sorry. first. I'm going to be gentleman today. Go ahead. <laughs> so when you when you went to uh, Bethune Cookman, like what was your um, what what was your study? What what was your um, focus there? What were you studying? I majored in psychology. Uh, that was my mm-hmm. that was my major. Um, I didn't originally want to finish psychology. I tried to transition into, like, dermatology, but I was like, uh, 
you know, saw the curriculum for biology, and I was like, yeah, um, <laughs> we're not going to do that. We're just going to stick to psychology. <laughs> so that's what happened. <laughs> well, you know what? That actually is really good for you, though, because with all of, like, like for example, with um, some of the newer artists that have come out, a lot of talk, like, I feel like the buzz right now is about mental health and knowing yourself and knowing what your limits oh, are. Yeah and things like that. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome that you actually have that tool in your toolbox because there are so many newer artists that don't go through the development that they used to do years ago that they kind of just want you to come self-contained and already know how to do everything and fix yourself and have your your mental state together. So studying that, at least you're able to kind of see at times what's going on with you or what's going on with other people so that while you're moving through the industry, you're not – being chewed up because you're not self-aware, you know? Correct, yeah. It, it definitely helps. It, it helps you um, kind of keep yourself emotionally stable when those emotions are fluctuating, especially as an artist. You, you go through so many mm-hmm. emotions trying to create and such, and so psychology mm-hmm. definitely gave me a stronger ability to kind of have a lot more structure within things that the average person would be unstable about. So it definitely kind of helps me keep a, keep a cool hair. <laughs> yeah. You, you definitely have a leg up on everyone else pretty much starting out in the situation in the industry because you're, like, you're extremely intelligent. You're like, you ain't going to play me. I know what's going on. <laughs> I read between the lines. <laughs> so that's that's cool. Like, like that. That's definitely a rarity. That's why, I'm like, Nicole and I, are like, wow, that's cool. Got her degree, and she, she about it. That's what's happening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell us about your latest EP. Um, like I said, the songs are awesome. Not enough. Brown thing. Like it. It's like phenomenal tracks and, and, and so forth. Thank so you. Just tell us how you came about producers and so forth. As far as the uh, the EP goes, um, you know, like I said, it was my very first track. I oddly enough, the um, the very first song was inspired by Travis Scott um, stargazing off of his Astro World album. Um, I just kind of I love Travis Scott. We oddly enough, I just kind of like the way he's able to harmonize certain things. So I stargazing was um, inspired by that very very personal song as of course the voicemail kind of opens it was a, it was a great opener for me but also a scary one at the same time but I figured it would kind of give a different perspective to myself as an artist because I'm very uh, comical on social media so it kind of opened a whole different other uh, perspective and the stargaze is definitely my I figured it'd be my foundation for my artistry and um, Brown Thing, of course, was just um, was more so just me, kind of, just a tribute to my appreciation of black men. Um, I feel like we don't do it enough, and so I kind of felt like well, the best way for me to do it was to put it in a song. Magic, definitely the same kind of love song, your typical love song. Um, that Not Enough and That Crossfire is a Canada, though, so, so odd about those two songs is that I never have too much to say about them because I kind of feel like they speak for themselves. And then I, oddly enough, wrote those songs two days before I was supposed to release the EP. 
So I don't even know where they came from. I think they just came from the whiskey that I had in the studio. They're just fulfilling. <laughs> just straight fillings. <laughs> straight up fillings. You know <laughs> but, you know, I can tell you, listening to the song and the lyrics, I was like, girl, I, I just, mama know. <laughs> Like there's always that one that you look back and you're like, how did I let myself get this? And I, like, where did I let, why did I leave my myself worth at the last exit? Pick pick it back up, <laughs> put it back in your bag, and keep on moving. So I, they they really do. They speak for themselves. If you listen to the song, it's like, yep, that's got it. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I think um, I don't think I could get any more uh, specific with those lyrics. I got a, I got a lot of smoke behind those two songs. I'm just kind of like, yeah, they just kind of speak for themselves. It just, it just is what it is. <laughs> you know, I was, I was telling uh, Kyle earlier about it that it feels like when you listen to it, it kind of takes you through a journey. And so for me, when I was just, I, I uh, you know, was going through it, I, I, for me, I was thinking the, the journey for me, even though I listened to them in the order that they were sent. I was thinking crossfires in Canada, then not enough, and then brown thing because I looked at it this way. Usually you stumble upon something that you like a person, it kind of works, and then something isn't quite right or you kind of ignore the red flags because of everything that's going on. And then once you kind of did that, then you kind of start thinking about your self-worth and the not enough. And you're just like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. If anybody gives me less than because I'm worth more than, I'm out. And then you finally get, like, what you're looking for in brown thing, like that uh, relationship of equals, you know. And so that's mm-hmm. how, in my mind, if I listen to it in that order, I'm like, yeah, that's like the story of, you know, how that the, the evolution of, of, a, of a relationship and of your sense of self-worth, you know. I can agree with that. Interesting, interesting take. I'm, I'm always I, I like hearing different perspectives, even order what it gives people, what vibes it gives people. It's it's interesting. It's always interesting to hear because it never matches the uh, the mindset I was in when I when I was writing it. So it's always interesting to hear what others have mm-hmm. to say. I'm most definitely appreciative that I, uh, that EP was. Um, it's so hard to right now. I'm currently working on my album, and it's so hard to kind of stay get get back into that that mind space. Um, oh. it, that was a very tough tough uh tough spot to be. I had to be in tough spot to write those songs, and so it's kind of hard to do an album now. Uh. Yeah. Uh. And we're um, trying to take you back there, but you put out some good work. I know. So we, just, we just want. Give you some praise and say that we enjoyed what we heard. <laughs> oh yes, definitely, definitely. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> um, any uh performances or anything coming up you want everybody to know about or you know? Oh yeah, I got a. Uh, the end of the year was pretty crazy. I had like two back to back showcases. Currently in Atlanta is where I'm primarily performing, so I have. I have a performance coming up in uh, Atlanta on the 25th of January. Then I got Atlanta again in February, and then I have Toronto in uh, March. 
So that's that's my lineup nice. for the first quarter of 2020. Nice. That's a nice lineup. <laughs> Atlanta's a great city. Toronto, I was just there. It's a beautiful city itself. Um, so that's cool. Um, is there a website, Facebook, social media information they can keep tabs on you so they can follow you around and find out what's going on? Definitely Instagram. That's my uh, biggest outlet right right at this time. Website is in progress, but definitely, you know, you can catch me on Instagram, Twitter. It's the same as my name, Ray Joy. Um, Instagram is Ray Joy underscore, and then Twitter, of course, is just Ray Joy. And so that's that's right now. That? If you want to, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just saying, could you spell that so that people can make sure they have the right the right you so they can follow the right person. Yeah, so it's going to be R-A-E and then J-O-I. If you're just Googling it, the I has an accent, but other than that, it's just the R-A-E-J-O-I underscore Instagram and then Twitter, just Ray Joy. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. That's what's up. Any shout-outs, anything you want to say to people uh, before we let you go? Listen, definitely shout-out to my HBCU family all the time, every time. They are the reason this EP has even gotten the exposure it's gotten. So <laughs> I'm always show love to them. <laughs> That's awesome. That's like your the, your second family, and they were there to yes. support you through it? or Okay. They were pushing you to get oh, yeah. to, to, to 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 find your voice and again get it out there, huh? Yes, they did. They they made a whole. They I think if I if to be completely honest, they made that EP what it is today. Because without my BCU family, I don't I don't think it would have reached what it reached reached by now. Mm. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, Ray Joy may be leaving, but we will be playing her music. So, and Rachel, you're more than welcome any time to come back on NYPA Entertainment Radio to visit myself and Nicole. We really appreciate you taking time out um, for coming on here. You know, really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thank you both for having me, and uh, blessings to your show throughout 2020. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. you, you too. Too. And again, come back anytime you want. Drop me a line like, hey, I got this new single. I'm going, I'm going to perform in here. You more than welcome. Or if you want to come by, like you know, I'm more of a call in, chop it up, talk about whatever. You're more than welcome. You're part of the extended family here at NYPA Entertainment Radio. <laughs> Thank you again. Blessings. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year, Have blessings to you too. You too. All right, bye. That was Ray Joy. We're gonna play her music when we come back. We got some more more stuff to get into. Plus. Our critique or our review on Eddie Murphy's return to SNL two weeks ago. Right back, right here on NYPA Entertainment Radio.
I'm firing my audience. I'm firing them. They're falling asleep at the will. I'm signaling them to a clap, and they're just sitting there. And I'm like, you got dead air. We're live on the air. What the hell? Kicking them all out the studio. Gone. Be gone. Make me look foolish live on the air. This is live. This is not recorded and edited. This is live. Live. But if you can't listen to it live, if you're not listening to it live, and you're missing it for whatever reason, you always go in the archives and listen to it at Blog Talk, or you go to Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Cast, Box Kitcher, Amazon Alexa, even. Five-star review is requested. You don't have to, but, you know, share, comment, much appreciated, uh, NYPA Entertainment Radio. Uh, the first set of tracks was from the very talented Ray Joy, who was just on the show. Um, check her out. Instagram, Twitter, find her, and she when she's in Atlanta, check it out. Toronto, you know what to do. Check her out also. Very, very talented. But I saw uh, Bad Guy, Billie Eilish. Um, I recently just heard about her, like, within the past year. Um, and I got into her because being a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, I would say, I guess, particular parent, because my daughter was like, oh, that's Billie Eilish. Oh, this is Billie Eilish. I'm going to look this up, make sure the music is okay. <laughs> so she mentioned it to me. I'm like, oh, I'm going to Google this. They're like, oh, she's pretty good. <laughs> and now you're like, she's yeah. not bad. <laughs> what did I now you're a fangirl, huh? <laughs> now you're a fangirl. <laughs> yeah, of course. I heard, I heard you the first time. I heard you the first time, but I had to catch myself because I'm like, I will live on the air, and I can't say what I want to say to you. I will say off the air. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> I ain't sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I seen her. Did she perform, having a perform on Saturday Night Live um, in late 2019? I seen her do a live performance. It was cool. It was different. It's it's. You know, it's not um, it's a little unique, and and I kind of like their performance. Whether it's her, Ray Joy, whoever, people have their own style, their own little je ne sais quoi type thing to them that that stands out. That at least I see that will make me want to listen to uh, that person. So uh, yeah, my kid mentioned it to us. Oh, okay, let me find out. And to be a fan, it's pretty cool. So you know, yeah. Moving on, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Eddie Murphy made his return to SNL. And uh, before the, the winter holiday break, I shall give my review on it, and you're here now, and we'll get your review on it. And I've been saying it for, for years and decades, literally decades, from a youth to a grown and sexy <laughs> man. Yeah, a youth to a grown and sexy man. Um, I'm like, there's two things Murphy needs to do that I'm looking forward to that he has to do, and I always wanted. And I was do stand up again and do SNL. Well, he he's doing both. He needs SNL first, and I couldn't have been more excited and more proud and and, and liked the episode. The monologue was legendary with Murphy and Chris Rock and Chappelle and 
and Morgan. And then my man Keenan came out there <laughs> when he uh, stopped his uh, catchmate Beck, I can't think of his last name, um, for coming out. That was funny. Um, he brought in the highest ratings in two years, which I knew he would do. Um, he Talent is talent. You can't knock it. He's on a hot streak with this, and Dolomite's my name. There's a bit of Oscar buzz, possibly. Um, um, Coming to America 2, I'm hearing is is good from what he said, because he said himself, he said they wrapped it up like a month or last month, and he's seen what, from what he saw. He's like, he's excited, like, how everything came together. Um, and he got a lot, and his stand-up uh, special with Netflix sometime this year, and his tour, and so forth, so I like what he did, he, he rehashed the Buckwheat character, and Mr. Robinson, and so forth, and you know, it, it uh, I enjoyed it, I, I enjoyed it, like I said, the, my favorite part was the monologue, hands down, um, to have that much talent, or Dave Chappelle says, half a Netflix budget all in one stage, with him, Chris Rock, Murphy, uh, Tracy Morgan, he said he got his from the road, because he got hit by a truck, that's a whole other story, which was funny, um, but I think that I, if you didn't, if anyone hasn't seen it, uh, I will check it out. I mean, they'll probably replay it between now when they come back for winter break. But Google it, watch it, especially the monologue. If you're Eddie Murphy fan or Chappelle fan, Chris Rock fan, I think you'll definitely like it. It's so. also on YouTube you, as well. It's also on, on YouTube, YouTube as well. well. Mm-hmm. You know, hence that I said Google it. Literally, YouTube will pop right up. So like I said, Google it. It'll pop up. I, since I know your mama didn't raise this disrespectful uh, thing that you have become, I, this is all you. This is all you. This is all you, Mr. Rudeness. Okay? Not being my mama. Blame the parents. Blame your mama. Shame the devil. And bl- shame the devil and blame my mama. That's what I'm going to do. Shame the devil and blame my mama. Because this rudeness is because of me. Because I'm not because of me. Because I'm a Freudian slip. Exactly. Because of you. Exactly. You said it right the first time. Shout out to Paul. It's not about me right now. It's about you and your review on Eddie Murphy and Saturday Night Live. I, you know, overall, I like it you know me nothing is ever it's rare that I'm like it was amazing unless it's Star Wars and even now I'm kind of sour but I thought overall it was I thought overall it was good um I liked some of the uh, old characters that he brought back so this is my one thing with the Mr. Robinson like at the time that that was new he was really talking about some stuff and it was funny uh the only thing is, I feel like, let me get on my sister soldier soapbox. I just, just want us as a people to change this narrative that we are like scamming and stealing and uh, like trying to shirk fraternity tests and whatnot. But overall, I thought it was really funny. It was cool to see his original characters. I mean, a lot of it, like, people could not keep a straight face, like, like when his Gumby was funny, just everything. Like, for for the most part, I, I did enjoy it, but I was kind of like, yeah, for a few, of the, a few of the jokes, because they were 
still jokes from back then when he was in the early 80s, which was a totally different time and place and a little more racist and bigoted and, you know. But overall, I, I enjoyed it, and I see why they had such a high rating. I mean, it was funny. It's funnier than SNL has been in a long time to me personally. I've Like, there, there are some skits where I'm like, oh, that's funny. But it's like one skit out of a whole show where I feel like his turn on it, he had more hits than misses. So I, mm. I, I overall, I enjoyed it. And then, like, on YouTube, they even have the, um, the Cut for Time shows, like the, the skits yeah. that they didn't get broadcast. So even those were, mm. you know, were interesting to watch. So I would say if you haven't caught it, you definitely should. Um, and for those people who say SNL isn't funny anymore, I, I, I say that he was like, hold my beer, and he let them know it's, it's still funny. So, mm-hmm. the, the, oh, yeah. why do you always got to bring in Sister Soldier, Angela Davis? I, I, I mean, this shame is funny and not, don't, don't stop reading read too much into his entertainment. Good Lord. Uh, you got to put the black glove on, put your fro out, put the power to the people's fist in the air. And it's like, it's, it's entertainment, really. Just go with it. Just go with it. Come on. <sighs> I don't have time to give you a dissertation on, our, on our, our history in this country and why it matters so much for us to have these positive Coming things. up that we'll we'll go. Go on to music break. And, uh, <laughs>
trying to get that Kobe number one over Jordan. Can't wear skinny jeans cause my knots don't fit No one in the corner got a pocket like this So I rock rock jeans cause my knots little bit You can learn how to dress just by checking my fresh Checking, checking my fresh, checking, checking my fresh Follow my steps, it's the road to success Where the niggas know you better when the girls say yes But I can't teach you my swag You can pay for school but you can't buy class School of hard knocks from a grad in that old blue Yankee is my graduation cap Different rovers, whipping with the soda. Don't you even have any doubt after doubt if it's over?
Entertainment Radio uh, Again um, We're back 10 years Lord willing is September I have a few surprises Coming up By this time next year You'll see the surprises Officially And I have Maybe Not this Between this month And March I'll make it up On the show And on social media About something So a lot of good things are lined up for 2020, and uh, heading in, heading towards the 10th season of NYPA Entertainment Radio in September. Lord willing, so. Um, but we appreciate it. The brand new year, brand new month. We got a brand new playlist, and remember, 
each and every month we have a brand new playlist right here on NYPA Entertainment Radio. And always, Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Overcast, Stitcher, and Amazon Alexa, uh, five stars, if you think we deserve it. Subscribe, comment, and share. So we'll wrap things up. I'll be back live. Maybe Nicole might be with me. I don't know. She's getting on my nerves right now. We'll wrap things up. Nicole, do your shout out. <laughs> you rude. <laughs> I, I want to say, um, you know, in the reflection, like we said at the top of the hour, at the top of the show about resolutions, don't make resolutions, but make investments in yourself. And whether that's to improve something, to get rid of something, or to overcome something, just keep your personal goals in mind. But have faith, and if you don't finish it or acquire it within the set calorie time, if you're still breathing, you still have an opportunity. So that's all I want to say. I just want everybody to be blessed, have a happy new year, and to keep growing and keep pushing. That's my shout out. Okay, I, that's not quite frankly a shout out, but okay, uh, whatever works. Um, I I don't I don't want to go out anybody because everybody is precious, you know. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my! Listen to you! Oh my god! Anyway, everyone's so precious. God has no favor, uh, so I won't either. <laughs> I'm your only friend. I don't know why you shot me out. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, I forgot I was going to say, oh, I did, I wanted to get, I'll get to it next week, because I'll, I'll make it a topic, uh, I'll discuss it, I wanted, and I forgot to, because so much is happening, uh, I wanted to discuss the sudden death of Nick Gordon, who was Bobby Christina's boyfriend, brother, who was allegedly involved with her sudden death a couple of years back. He died this past week of uh, overdose. Now, I'll discuss that next week. I'm going to get into that today. Um, but Ooh, shout out to everyone there for Say about that. Oh, my God. I was about to bring her back on. Um, so shout out to everyone. She just interrupted me. I'm on a roll. Shout out to everyone near and far. Appreciate the love and the hate. Be safe. Merry New Year. Enjoy your week. Remember to listen to us on all the platforms. Get at us at NYPA Entertainment, spell it out, at gmail.com. That's it. The show's over. Have a good week. See you next time right here on NYPA Entertainment Radio. Bye, y'all. I'm not a preacher, I just like making good music I'm paranoid from the weed 
Lord, can you help me please? Once more I drop to my knees, tell me Lord, how could it be? Blind the rain I've never seen, tell me Lord, why is it me? Is it cause I'm chasing dreams? Is it cause I'm chasing cream? Is it cause I'm close to each and every one of my enemies? Danger is my company, I swear I hate this industry. All women love the way I'm living, they know I'm unforgiving, heartless and deceiving. How am I still breathing? Scared of what I've seen, still scared of what I'm seeing. Uh. Making me pick and choose with win or lose Even one of one, my mind is left battered and bruised Choose These niggas fruity like a pebble I fly straight, I'm on my level Sell your soul, deal with the devil <laughs> I'ma stay smoking this weed, man Show is over, show is over Having trouble finding the absolute meaning of life Will I become a success? Can I find me a wife? These questions seem to get harder as they passing me by But I won't give in to the pressure floating on cloud number nine I'm just drifting away, these dreams keep me fueled to progress This weight that I hold on my chest from packing on all of the stress Throughout the daily grind, I seem to find a peace of mind No wasting time, I need to climb up to the top to make this mine Cause I control my destiny as I'm destined to be much more than the stars Can I line the journey is dark, but I'll find A source of light to help distinguish the goods and the evil the benign and the lethal, the opaque and the see-through Won't let my demons conquer all that I built from within Present my past with my future ambitions through paper and pen It's more than words in the story that I relate to you My heart is stuck in a bond while searching for proof of certain truth As if a beast while the wind is blowing and grass is growing Ocean waters are flowing with these cups of liquor we pouring As the summers get hotter, winters get colder I say a soldier, my mindset for the future's never been bolder You need a shoulder to cry on, then you can lean on me We all go through trials and tribulations throughout the lives we lead The scars are they are reminders of battles that I've won Lessons I've learned and rules that I broke to teach to my future son Cause I'll be damned if he grows to be an illiterate, ignorant and belligerent person who doesn't give a shit That's all the question for me as long as I'm still breathing Culture my morals of society as he begins teething But if I have a girl she'll be my diamond and my pearl Regardless of the cold hearted nature amongst this cruel world I'm just looking to be enlightened in this day and age With knowledge and wisdom to help me through all the pleasure and pain The show is over. The show is over.